Peter, uh, chapter one, uh, verses 13 to the end, and then 1 Peter, chapter two, until verse three. So 1 Peter, chapter one, verse 13. Therefore, prepare your mind for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, but you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourself, yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. For all men are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall but the word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Over to Uncle Prince now. I hope you can hear me. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, we'll be thinking about uh, holiness this morning as we heard read from First Peter chapter 1 and 2. Let's ask God's help that it will be useful for our, for our lives. Let's pray. Father, we pray that uh, your Holy Spirit, God, would enable us to understand and also apply in our lives. Lord, we pray that you would make this a blessing to us, to all of us, Lord. We ask you, Lord, remove every hindrance and wash and cleanse me, cleanse us with the precious blood, and you would be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll be looking into the topic holiness from the passage which was read to us. If you could kindly keep your Bible open and it will be great help. We are called to be holy. We are called to be holy. Every believer who is in the Lord Jesus, you and I, we are called to be holy. In verse 15, we see, just as he who called you is holy, 
the God who has called, he is a holy God. So he has called this. And he has called this to be holy. It is a privilege and it is a blessing and it is a, uh, you know, God, God given great, you know, opportunity for us. He has called and he has chosen us. So the God who has called you and me is a holy God. He has called us. He says, so be holy in all you do. The Holy God says to you and me this morning, be holy in all you do. In all you do, it covers every area of our life. It doesn't exclude any area. Suppose, for example, we are uh, handling money, maybe in the wherever we work or in, the, in church, wherever. You know, we need to be holy, truthful. And... Uh, be holy, it includes our public life, our private life, our social life, our secret life. Every area of our life, it doesn't exclude any area of our life because our holy God ceases every area of our life. It includes our recreation, you know, where we go, what we watch, with whom we spend time and what we hear, it includes all those things, our relationships, relationship with opposite sex, even in same sex. God wants us to be holy, holy in all we do, holy in all we do. Because the next verse, it is written, be holy because I am holy. It is written. If you look into Leviticus chapter 19, one and two, there it is written. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the, to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, be holy because I, the Lord, your God, am holy. So the Lord said to Moses, you speak to the entire assembly. That includes the priests, the Levites, men, women, children, all of them. Today it is for you and me, SDC, elders, pastors, pastors, deacons, men, women, young, young people, children, all of us. God says, be holy because I am holy. Because our God is holy, God says, be holy. Now here, be holy is a command from God. It's not like whether we like or not. It is a command from God. God says, be holy, which means we need to listen, obey him. Not well, if you like, I want to be holy. If I don't like, I don't want not. There's no option. It is only one way. That is obedience to God's command. Because it is for our good. Because our God, whom we follow, is a holy God. So as his children, you and I need to live holy lives. Salvation is the foundation for our holy living. So we need to be saved first, and then only we can live holy lives. The reason is the Holy Spirit God lives in the hearts of the people who are saved. 
who have salvation, who are redeemed. Only in their hearts the Holy Spirit lives and he works continuously to make us holy. So the unsaved person does not have the Holy Spirit living in his heart or inner heart. So he cannot be holy. The Holy Spirit lives in the hearts of those who are saved. So in the passage 18 to 21 and 23, 25, we see we are redeemed. We are redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. How we are redeemed? We are redeemed by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 18. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold you were redeemed. Not with even silver, gold, maybe expensive, costly, but we are not redeemed by them. But by the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. So we are redeemed by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus who gave his blood for us on the cross, who died for our sins, and he rose again. And by believing on the Lord Jesus, in his sacrifice, we are redeemed. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake, for our sake. The Lord Jesus was chosen. Even God created the world, other human beings. God the Father knew that a savior would be needed. So he chose his son, the Lord Jesus, for you and for me, so that one day he will come in the right time for you and me for our sake, and he will die and give his life for us, and he will rise again and make salvation. So what a privilege we are having through the Lord Jesus, chosen before the foundation of the world. God chose his son Jesus for you and for me how much he cares for us, for our salvation. So salvation is the, the foundation so that we can build our holy living, holy life. Without salvation, we cannot be holy. The Holy Spirit, God lives. The person who knows that he is saved as the assurance of salvation. In verse 21, through him, through Jesus, you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him, glorified the Lord Jesus. So your faith and hope are in God. Our faith and our hope, they are in God, the Father, through the Lord Jesus Christ. We are redeemed by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. In verses 23 to 25, we see we are born again by the living and enduring word of God. We are redeemed by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus. So how are, how this thing happened to us? Through the, through the living and enduring word of God. Verse 23. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. God's word is living God's word has life. God's word is enduring through ages, centuries. God's word lives, endures. It cannot be put down or chained. God's word is living and enduring. And through the word of God, we have come to know that we are sinners and we need salvation. 
through the word of God, we came to know that the Lord Jesus died for our sins and he rose again. And through the word of God, we, you and I have come to know by believing on the Lord Jesus, not by our good works, by believing on the Lord Jesus, his sacrifice, we could be saved. And that's why, that's what happened to us. We believed not in our good works, but in the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. Believe on the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. That's what happened to us. We praise God, this great mercy through the word of God. We have come to know that how we could be born again. Praise God for that. Now here, Peter compares the word of God with the human being and the glory of the human being. We see the following verses. All people are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. You know, the grass is very attractive, the green grass. We like to say it and, you know, play in the green grass. They are very attractive to our eyes. And the flowers, they are beautiful. If you go to Mount Carmel uh, Senior School or if you go to St. Stephen's Hospital in one particular area, there are beautiful variety of flowers. So nice to look at those flowers. Human beings are like grass and their glory like the flowers of the field. But what happens to them? The grass withers and the flowers fall. However, they look green. However, they are beautiful. They all will be gone. But the word of the Lord endures forever. God's word endures forever. It never, it changes. Endures forever. Nobody can change it. And this is the word that was preached to you. Peter writes to those people, the believers. This is the word preached to us. So we are born again by the living and enduring word of God. In this passage, we heard, read to us, um, there are mandates given, orders given for daily living a life of holiness. You know, the mandates or the orders means it should be obeyed. If you don't, if you obey, we will will be able to live holy lives. If you don't obey, we cannot live holy lives. So it is not that whether we like or not, it is we have to obey the orders which God has given to us. In verse 14, as obedient children do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance as obedient children. You know, there are children who are very obedient to their parents, to their teachers. There are children, they are disobedient. But now uh, we are called as obedient children. We are not to be conformed to the evil desires we had when we lived in ignorance. So Peter is citing to those believers. And now God is speaking to us or us also. So the holy God tells us, do not be conformed to the evil desires which you had. Now one may think, why, why did Peter write this to those believers? You know, they have accepted Christ, they have believed in Jesus, they are born again. Their life 
is change is this all true but same time we live in the world there are full of temptations full of you know uh, evil desires satan attack he attacks us many ways the evil desires are there all around this is the first century peter is writing now we are in the 21st century they have increased multiple times so here god's word say do as obedient children do not conform to the evil desires it's like for example the, when we go out of our house when we go to the street or when you go to the park we see when you look up we see you know birds flying they will fly we cannot avoid the birds you know now to fly over our heads but we can avoid them to come and sit on our heads or even making a nest isn't it yes we can do that so evil desires are all all over all around us but we should not give place to the to the evil desires and also peter said do not conform to the evil desires why does he say do not conform the word conform means do not allow those evil desires to take root in your lives let it not go inside rooted so that it will not be able to you know you can't remove those evil desires or let them not become part of your life no sometimes we give place to evil desires knowingly or unknowingly and we must come out of those evil desires if you look at a pig pig you know when there's a dirty smelling bad water the pig goes and enjoys living conform to that dirty water suppose a goat falls by mistake in that dirty smelly bad water the goat comes out immediately that's what exactly here says peter says don't be conformed even if you fail don't stay there because you have the holy spirit god who will be convicting you listen to him obey him come out and wash by the blood of the lord jesus christ that's why it's written first john 1 9 if you confess our sins he's just and faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness again we could be washed don't be conformed don't allow them to take root in your lives the evil desires or to become part of your life even your secret life then we cannot live a holy life so we need to ask god's grace to live a holy life daily wherever we are whether we god's people or we are not god's people alone we need to be conscious because the holy god is living with us the holy spirit is living with us in verse 17 here another reason why we need to live holy lives is since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear now we have a father holy father he will judge one day each person's work what we do how do we live so he is going to judge us 
impartially, without partiality. In the world, we see everywhere so much partiality. Even the courts, there are partiality. But with God, there's no partiality, no favoritism. So he is going to judge us, judge our lives or how we lived or what we did. And so here, God's word says, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear, as strangers. Live out your life to in reverent fear, with a reverence to God and fear that one day we have to give account to God. So we live a life pleasing to God, live a holy life. Not the way, whatever we want, we can do. We have to live as strangers on this earth. In verse 22, Peter writes to those believers, now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth. He says you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth. If you look at this verse in the beginning, it's very, very clearly Peter is saying, you have purified your lives, yourselves, by obeying the truth. It is very important to know the truth. It is very important to understand the truth, but it's not enough. But it is important to obey the truth. If we don't obey the truth, if we only know the truth and understand the truth, then we cannot purify, we cannot live holy lives. So in order to live holy lives, whatever the truths, we know we heard so much truth and we know that we understand what does it mean, but we need to ask God's grace to obey the truth. A little boy was praying one day for his father and mother, for his parents. He prayed like this, he prayed, to God, God, let it come one foot down. He was praying for his parents. One foot, that is one, uh, 12 inches, let it come down. So what he meant was, it can be an imaginary story, but what he meant was his parents knew about God and God's word. All they knew, all what they knew, they were all in their heads. So he prayed to God, let it come one foot down to the heart to change their lives. Obedience comes from the heart. You know, we know so much truth in SDC. I know, you know, we all know so much. We read Bible, we hear sermons every week and so much different sources. We know the truth, but here Peter says, you have purified yourselves to those believers by obeying the truth by obeying the truth. We need to ask God's grace, help. If there is some truths, we find it difficult to obey. We need God's grace. There's no other way. There's no two, there's no two ways, but only obeying the truth, we can purify our lives. And also one important, nice, beautiful things he talks, tells about those believers. Peter says, you're, by obeying the truth, you're purified so that you have sincere love for one another. Because you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, you have sincere love for one another. So Peter says you love each other sincerely. He's talking to the believers, group of believers in different places. 
So you have sincere love. It's a nice thing to hear, but I'm sure we all need God's help in this area also to have sincere love for one another. Sometimes it may be a little difficult because we have different background and different ways of we, what we think, the way we think, the way we do all those things. In spite of all these things, as believers, we need to love one another sincerely. It should be told about us also that we have sincere love for each other. Now, Peter encourages them and tells them, don't stop there, go deep. Love one another deeply from the heart, from your heart, love them. Not just superficially, but from your heart, you love one another. In verse one, in chapter uh, two, we see, Peter continues giving the mandates for the believers. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Verse 1 of chapter 2. Rid yourselves, get rid of yourselves, all malice. You know, try to cause pain, discomfort to others, all deceit. You know, try to project the false as true. All hypocrisy, pretend to be what we don't have, even the moral standard. Try to project to people that we have high moral standard, even though we may not have. Envy of things of others, others' talents, abilities, when others are you know, praised, appreciated, envying, slander of every kind. Get rid of all these things, slander of every kind. Harming, harming a person's reputation by telling something untrue. Not only telling untrue, even telling the true things about somebody. If we don't need to say to somebody else, if you are, that person is not going to be part of the solution, you know, spreading that, even if it is true, spreading about something about a person which is going to harm his reputation that we need to avoid, slander of every kind. It's not going to help anybody. It's, more, it's going to damage not only that particular person and even the faith of other people. So we have to be obedient to God's word, which says slander of every kind. Get rid of all these things. And Peter says, instead of what we have to do, like newborn babies, verse 2, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. The word used crave, which means as newborn babies, they, you know, often they cry for milk. Same way we have to crave for pure spiritual milk. We need to have hunger and we need to have thirst, longing for the pure spiritual milk. The pure spiritual milk we receive from the word of God. Word of God is the teachings, the simple truths. They are like milk to drink so that we can grow in our salvation. And also, God's word is meat. 
for the matured believers. It's not only milk, it's a meat also, so that we can grow in our spiritual life. By the spiritual milk, we may grow up as believers, grow us up as God's children. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good, we have tasted the Lord is good. Now we have to grow in our salvation. For that we need the spiritual milk. Another area, sometimes, many times we may struggle to, you know, to spend time with God's word. Even if you spend time with God's word, sometimes it, it can be like a assignment or I have to do, okay, I finished. But we need to crave longing to spend time. We all have to work on this area. I have to work. We all have to work. And not just, you know, I read this portion is fine, finish one psalm or whatever. But what do I get? Does it help me to grow in the Lord? Does it give me strength for my spiritual life? Or just I, you know, finish my, like my work, I did it. So we need to crave pure spiritual mix so that by it, we may grow up in our salvation. Peter also talks about setting our hope for the future grace. The grace is going to come in the future to live with the Holy God forever. Already God has given so much grace for each of us. Grace because of by grace we are saved. And God has given us grace for our earthly life. He has protected us from this pandemic and he has provided our needs and he is keeping us as his children all these years each of us so much grace we have experienced but God's word says more grace is coming more grace is coming verse 13 first chapter 13 with minds that are alert and fully fully sober set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed is coming. When the Lord Jesus is going to come and more grace we are going to receive. One of the ways that grace we are going to receive is to live with the Holy God. Me see you face to face. Live with the Lord Jesus. That is the more grace is going to come. So we have to be as long as on this earth our mind should be alert with minds that are alert. We need to be watchful. How Satan attacks us. When does he attack? We should not be unaware. Our minds should be watchful and fully sober. We need to be quiet and serious, not all the time lighthearted, fully sober, and how to set our hope on the grace to be brought to us when the Lord Jesus comes. More grace is coming. That should be a motivation for us that to live a holy life here on this earth. We are going to live with the holy God forever. We are called to called by the holy God to live holy lives. We are called by the holy God. God has saved us to live holy lives. But we need to obey the mandates. By obeying the mandates, orders God has given, we can daily live holy lives. Let's set our hope for the future grace 
to live with the holy God forever. Let's pray. Let's take one or two minutes. Let's pray that we may not be conformed to, to the old evil disease again. Even if you are given place to the to the old evil disease, let's ask God to bring us out. The sooner is easier. Let's ask God to give us victory if we are compromising with sin. Let's ask God, ask the Holy Spirit, God who lives in us, to help us to obey Him, obey the truths. And the blood of Jesus is freely available to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let's ask God to cleanse us, make us holy. And ask God not to be conformed to the, to the evil disease again. Just like Peter wrote to the believers. Let's ask God to help us. To be watchful and careful, to be alert, not to give place to the evil disease. So that our lives will be holy, pleasing to the holy God. Let's also ask God to live holy lives daily. In our day-to-day -day lives, we may be conscious of God, the holy God, and also live holy lives. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word which you have given to us. We praise you, Lord, that the truths which you have given to us to obey, and we, by obeying, we can purify ourselves, live holy lives. So we pray, Lord, for this for each one of us, Lord. You would enable us, help us, that we may be obedient to your word all the time, Lord. Even when we fail, when we give place to evil deserve, we may come out cleansed by the, the blood of the Lord Jesus and live holy lives, Lord. Holy Spirit, God, continue to work in our life. Change us, Lord, that we may have a longing to live holy lives and please the holy God. We praise you and worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.